Sing it like you really have been set free. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, your ransom me. And like a Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful for his amazing grace this evening? Amen. Well, I tell you, where would we be without it tonight? We'd be lost. We'd be on our road to hell. We'd be eternally doomed. Amen. Separated from God. Amen. But I thank God that his grace is sufficient to take care of me. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God bless you this evening. Certainly an honor and a privilege to be here. I'm going to keep you standing for just a minute because I'm going to be standing. It's certainly an honor to be here tonight. Just a real privilege and a joy for me. Uh, we haven't been here since last Labor Day, I guess it was, but we're here tonight. And uh, I believe that God has orchestrated this service from before the foundation of the world. Amen. You may think, well, it's just Brother Joe, just another service. But I believe tonight, if we come looking for just another service, that's what we'll get. But I know you're taught well enough to know that we don't come just for another service, Brother Gable. We come to see God. Amen. And I, I have already seen him. I've already seen him this evening. I just sitting back there and, you know, as a minister, I... I don't know how these other brothers are, but myself, sometimes I, I'm, I'm a lot like my daddy. I like to get into the service and catch the spirit of what's going on. You know, daddy was that way, Brother Ron, as you well know, and he could catch the spirit. And I, I pray I have just a little bit of that tonight. Amen. But I, I sat back there and I was looking at some other thoughts, and it just, it just wasn't settling. Amen. It just wasn't settling tonight. So I, I just kept, Lord, what am I going to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? And then I come to these notes that I have before me this evening. And then Brother Shannon began to sing those last songs, those last courses. And I said, thank you, Lord. That's where we need to go. So tonight I'm going to preach on Jesus signed my pardon. Amen. I know that's simple, but that's all right. I believe our God hides and reveals himself in simplicity this evening. Amen. So as you're finding your place in the book of Romans chapter 8 tonight, I'd just like to thank you for your prayers for my sister Mary and her family. Last weekend, we buried her husband of almost 50 years, and uh, this is actually the second husband that she lost. Her first husband died at, at the ripe young age of 27 with uh, uh, colon cancer and had a, a terrible death. But, you know, whenever he was dying, he was wading up and down the streets of, or up the riverbank looking for a shallow place to cross. He said, I want to die. I know I'm going to, 
But I'm just waiting for that right spot to cross over. And he went home to be with the Lord. So uh, the Brother Dean here last week just unexpectedly, a uh, picture of health for the most part, and uh, not really sick of any sort, but it just goes to show you when your number is up, and when God gets ready to take you home, Brother Ernie, then it's your time. Amen? So it behooves you and I to make sure that we're ready for that hour because we don't know and such an hour when the Son of Man cometh or when he calls us home. You know, a few years ago we were in the Philippines and uh, spoke at a meeting there, and the theme of the meeting was Rapture Ready. And I responded to that. I said, if you ain't ready to die and meet God tonight, you ain't ready for a rapture. Amen. So uh, I believe tonight that we as a people of God, we want to be ready. We want to be prepared because we know that the Lord is coming for us one way or the other tonight. Amen. So uh, thank you again for your remembrance in your prayers and your thoughts. And, and also just remind you, camp meeting this year will be August 2 through 5. And I uh, trust that some of you will get to come. I know some of you are planning to, and we certainly appreciate the support and uh, you coming and being a part of the meetings. And we're going to have two of the finest speakers I know of, Brother Ron Spencer and uh, Brother Donnie Reagan. And uh, if you come, I know you'll get fed. Amen. I know you'll be blessed by the Word of God and by the ministry of these precious brothers. And we certainly appreciate them both, appreciate their stand for the gospel, to stand for mission work. You know, we all ought to be missionaries. Amen. You know, I got in trouble one time, Brother Ron. I, I went to a certain place, and a certain brother uh, was showing me his two boats, and I said, you know what? You could sell one of those and support a missionary. <laughs> he never has to forgive me for that. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good fisherman, amen. But, you know, uh, we, we have a... We have a a vision in our hearts, and we're following the vision that God gave my dad many years ago, and we're just showing some pictures today from the early meetings in the schoolhouse there in Ruth, and uh, it just brings back a lot of memories and a lot of things that the Lord has done. Forgive me for taking just a minute, but uh, i got to relax my nerves. <laughs> Amen. But we, we're just thanking God for what he has done and all the, the help that's been afforded to the brethren in the foreign field, the churches built. Uh, I think Brother Ron mentioned it here a while back. Uh, some years ago before Dad had passed, I think the, the, the number then was something over 500 different churches that we've helped to build. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to give them a book, to give them a track, to lead them to the Lord. But if they don't have a place to come together to fellowship like you have here, and it won't be, it won't be as nice as this. It may just be a, a brick a hut or a, a I know we were there in the Philippines a few years ago, and the brother was needing to put some walls on his church. So I asked him how much it would cost, and uh, the figure came back $120 to put walls around the church, Brother Vernon. It's just a, a bamboo sheeting, you know, woven together bamboo strips, but $120, and it just happened to be my birthday, so guess what I bought me for my birthday? Some walls on a church. Amen. So I, I know those little people there are, are rejoicing, amen, in a little church. Amen. So God bless you tonight. May we just bow our hearts in prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, Lord, how we count it a grand privilege to stand in this sacred place tonight, Lord, where men of God have stood here, Lord, that you've used mightily, and, Lord, that they've spoken your word with great impact and great 
influence upon the people. And tonight, Lord, we, we want to have that kind of a service that your word would have such an impact that would be moving and stirring in the hearts of your children. And Lord, tonight as I sat back there in the study and just just couldn't settle, Lord, and and I just kept asking you which direction to go. And, and Lord, as I'd looked at this earlier and I thought, well, you know, I'll just put that on the back burner. But you, you just wouldn't let me go the other direction. And I, I don't know why, Lord, but I, I believe with all of my heart, God, that you can take this unworthy servant tonight, Lord, and move the man aside. You can speak through lips of clay, God, the words that need to be heard here this evening. God, I don't know the hearts of the people. I don't know their day-to-day struggles. I don't know their lives, but I do know you, and I do know that you know tonight, Lord. So I ask, Father, that you would just come, take preeminence in every heart and in every life, speak through lips of clay, hear through ears of clay tonight, Lord, and let hearts receive the dropping of the word, and let your word bring forth of its kind. Grant it tonight, Father, as we commit the service into your hands, in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we humbly pray, amen. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 8, this evening we want to read uh, verse number 28 through 32 before you have your seats tonight. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Amen. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of the word tonight as you have your seats. Now I desire that you would just pray for me, that the Lord will help me this evening to to get out of the way and let him do the preaching. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. The scripture tells us here, we know, I want to ask you tonight, how many knows that all things, that means the good, the bad, the ugly, the ups, the downs, the ins and outs, all things. Brother Dan used to testify and, and give the def- definition of that word all, all-inclusive, without exception, Every one. Amen. All things work together for good to them that love God. Amen. That's a wonderful thing, them that love God. But it doesn't stop there. It says to them who are the called according to his purpose. How many knows God's got a purpose tonight? Amen. And we, we believe that we are a part of that purpose. Amen. 
For whom he did foreknow, that means to know beforehand, he also did predestinate, predetermine. Amen. He knew what this one would choose, and he knew what that one would choose. So he predestinated us by that foreknowledge of knowing what our choice would be. Now, I know you've heard these things over and over again, but just bear with me. Amen. And we'll, we'll get somewhere if God will help us this evening. Amen. He said, moreover, whom he did predestinate or predetermine that they would choose to serve him. Amen. Uh, he, he also justified. And that word justified means just as if I'd never done it in the first place. Amen. You know, I, I sometimes at home, if I mention justification, I'll have the brother to drop down the screen that says white. Amen. As it can be. And I said, that's what my record looks like this morning, this evening. Amen. It's white. It's clean. And why is that? Because of, of what we said our title is going to be, Jesus signed my pardon. Amen. He goes on here. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, <coughs> them... He also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Do you realize tonight, sitting here, amen, if you have been justified, you have been sanctified, amen, you've also been glorified, amen. You, you, you know, we look around and sometimes we say, well, that's just brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so, but you better be careful because they're sons and daughters of God. They have already been glorified in the eyes of God, and I want you to understand tonight, amen, and what God has done in your life, if you've been born again by the Spirit of God, filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, God has glorified you, amen, and you are just as, just as pure as God is by the shed blood of Jesus Christ tonight, amen. He said, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I want to ask you tonight, who can be against the bride of Jesus Christ? Who can be against the blood-washed, amen, blood-bought, sinless son and daughter of God? Amen. I want to tell you tonight, even the devil himself can't bring up your past with any stick em to it. Amen. You know, in a court of law, when the opposing side comes up and they say, well, he did this and he did that and he did that, I want you to understand when the devil comes accusing you this evening, amen, when he brings it before the great judge of Almighty, uh, Almighty God, amen, God says that's been stricken from the record, that has no more value, that's not any, any consequence, amen, it's all been done away. Why? Because I have signed his pardon, amen, and he he can now go free. Now, that word pardon this evening, if we look at it, it means release from your guilt. Amen. I want you to understand tonight. Amen. You have been released from your guilt. You're no longer guilty. Amen. You're no longer guilty this evening. You have been set free tonight. Amen. And we're going to get to it in a little bit, but let me just go ahead. Amen. You remember the story Brother Branham told about the, the soldier that ran in the heat of battle, and, 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 you know, his friend came to Abraham Lincoln, saw him in a restaurant or whatever, and asked Brother um, President Lincoln, rather, for a pardon. Amen. And he just took a napkin, turned it over, and wrote on there, Amen, I, Abraham Lincoln, do hereby pardon, whatever his name was. And the friend took it 
back to the prison, and the guy would not accept it as a pardon. I want you to understand, if you don't accept that Jesus has signed your pardon, it will do you no good this evening. But if you recognize, hey, I am free, I have been delivered, amen, there's a story told about, amen, I believe Brother Branham mentions it about a guy that's sitting in an electric chair, he's got the the thing on his head, he's got a band on his arm, a band on his leg, amen, and then all of a sudden here comes somebody busting in the door, amen, and declares, I've got a pardon for him, I've got a pardon for him, Brother Branham said that man is just, just as free as if he was walking the street because the pardon has been signed, amen, and his deliverance has been hand-delivered. I want you to understand tonight, amen, your pardon has been hand-delivered by God himself, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but should have everlasting life this evening. Amen. Now, we look and we read Romans 8, 28 to 32 from the Lexham Bible. And it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose, because God, or because those whom he foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he should be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestinated, amen, these he also called and justified, and these he also glorified. What then shall we say about these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Indeed, he did not spare his his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also together with him freely give us all things? Amen. So God has given us not only our salvation, but he's given us our healing. He's given us our deliverance. He's given us our victory. He's given us our joy. He's given us our peace. He's given us everything that we have need of in this Christian experience tonight, and he's given it to us freely this evening. Amen. And it's therefore us to take advantage of, but we've got to take advantage of it and not just let it lay on the shelf and say, well, it looks good or it sounds good. Amen. You remember, Brother Man, I'm talking about the old colored man in the museum there looking in the glass case. Amen. Looking at that dress that was there. Amen. And Brother Man, I'm asking, Dad, what, what's this all about? Why are you so tore up? He said, you see that little garment there? Amen. You see that red spot? Said, that's the blood of Abraham Lincoln. Well, I here tonight. Amen. I'm not here to share Abraham Lincoln's blood, but I'm here to tell you about the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. That cleansed me and saved me from my sin tonight. He made a way that I could be called a son of God, that I could be delivered in this hour and recognized by the Shannon. Amen. That I'm no longer guilty. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer bound by chains of doubt and confusion and hardship and trouble. Jesus Jesus, sign my pardon. Amen. That word predestinated means to know beforehand, to know previously, to take into account or specially consider beforehand. Do you realize before the foundation of the world, Brother Gabriel, God specially considered you. He looked down through the eons of time. Amen. And he looked over the banister of eternity and he looked down here on a Saturday night in the month of June. Amen. Right before Father's Day. And he recognized, amen, I am that boy's father. 
and he is going to produce characteristics just like me. He's going to produce a seed, amen, that comes from me. His life is going to be a testimony of my grace and of my mercy and of my love. Oh, let me tell you, I could go down the aisle tonight and pick every one of us. Amen. God saw you before the foundation of the world, and he knew you this evening. And I want to tell you, if God is for me, it doesn't matter what kind of pawn shop the devil sells me in. It doesn't matter what kind of trap he gets me in. It doesn't matter how low I go or how how low I get drugged down. Thank God. His grace is sufficient and his mercy is everlasting. Amen. His hand, amen, reaches further down than you or I could reach up tonight. Predestinate also means to grant prior acknowledgement or recognition to someone. So God, before the foundation of the world, he granted you prior recognition, prior acknowledgement. Amen. He knew you. Oh, we sing a song sometime. He knew me, yet he loved me. Amen. When he was on the cross, I was on his mind. I'm the reason that he went to the cross. I'm the reason that he carried it up the hill. I'm the reason that he had the stripes upon his back. I'm the reason that he was born. Come on now, help me preach. I'm the reason this evening, amen, that he gave his life. I'm the reason that he paid the price. I'm the reason that he became sin, who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You know, so many people, when it comes time for communion, they have such a hard time understanding that he has made us meet. In other words, we didn't do it ourselves. We didn't clean ourselves up. We didn't save ourselves. He has made us meet. He, Brother Vernon, has made us worthy tonight. Amen. It's not by our righteousness. It's by his righteousness this evening. I know this is simple, and you may think, amen, it's not a, a message message, but I want to tell you, what's the greatest message you ever heard? Amen. That Jesus Christ loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish perish but have everlasting life and I'm so glad that he came this evening I'm so glad amen that he took upon himself a robe of flesh that I might become the righteousness of God in him now that word predestinate it's used when it's speaking about people or persons to approve beforehand you know, you go down to the bank, you get ready to buy a car, you go down to the bank, and you say, I want to get pre-approved for a certain amount to buy a car or a certain amount to buy a house. That means you are approved beforehand. That means all you got to do is go pick out your car or pick out your house and tell them, I've been pre-approved. I want to tell you something tonight, church. You have been pre-approved by God. Amen. You have been chosen in him before the foundation of the world. He has ordained you to life. Amen. The salvation of every believer is known and determined beforehand in the mind of God. Before the foundation of the world. 
Amen. Romans 8, 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Amen. So we, we are chosen in him. Amen. We, we were conformed to the image of his son tonight. Brother Adam would tell us in the message of children of Israel, he said, sometimes I feel like a runaway slave. Speaking about the, the slave there in Philemon, I believe it is. He said, when Paul found him, he wrote back to his master and he said, don't. Then Brother Bam says, put all that he owes, you put it on my bill. And I'll pay you when I come. When I think of that, I think of Paul there, a great Christian, how that his heart knew that there was a great charge against him. And Christ, by his own blood, wrote his pardon at the cross and took his place and he knowed how to feel for other people. Amen. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we all had that feeling tonight? Amen. This afternoon, Brother Malam said, just take their fault and lay it upon me. Let me, if we'd hear or bear one another's burden like that. Now, that's the way God wants it this evening. He wants us to be considerate of our brother and of our sister. You know, so many times, amen, when someone uh, maybe slips out into the world and then, then God gets a hold of their heart and they come back, amen. Man, you know what we want to do with our self-righteous attitude many times? We want to look down our long nose and say, look where they've been. Look what they've done. Amen. But I want to tell you something. If they have repented and they have put it underneath the blood of Jesus Christ, God himself cannot find it tonight. God himself cannot bring it up, Brother Andrew. He will not because it no longer exists in the mind of God. God can't remember it against you again. Now, the devil won't let you forget it in your humanity. He brings it up and he reminds you, you did this and you did that. And I say, devil, show me the record. You said I did it. And my mind tries to make me remember it. But I want you to know, go to God's record and see what God says about it. Amen. God's record is clear. God says, amen, there's nothing against me this evening. Amen. Romans 8 and 1, there is therefore now, not going to be, now. Everybody say now. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that be in Christ Jesus. So if you are in Christ tonight, you don't have to live under condemnation. You don't have to live with the devil holding something over your head. Look what you did. Look what you said. Amen. But devil, I remember what I did when I did that and recognized I was wrong. I got on my knees and I asked God to forgive me. And let me tell you, devil, Jesus signed my pardon. Amen. It's gone. It's not there anymore. Amen. And you cannot bring it up against me. You can't hold it against me because God has cleansed me and made me white as snow tonight. Amen. Romans eight twenty seven, And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints. According to the will of God. What's the will of God this evening? Jesus, or the word tells us, amen, that God sent forth his son 
into the world that the world might be saved. Do you realize salvation is for every living human on the earth? But so many won't accept it. So many won't receive it. They'll say, oh, you know, that's for the religious fanatics. That's for those people, amen, that believe in Jesus, that believe in God, and they refuse to accept it, just like the soldier boy, amen. But I want you to understand, what did the Supreme Court of our land say? It's not a pardon unless it is accepted as a pardon. Jesus said, I come to seek and to save my own because he knew the rest of them, Brother Josh, wouldn't accept it. Amen. Matthew one twenty one. this refers back to the announcement of, of the birth of Jesus. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Verse 23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And I want you to understand, amen, that that same God is with us here tonight. He said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, I'll be with you, even in you, even to the end of the way. And he is here tonight, amen. If you're, if you're sitting under the sound of our voice tonight, whether you're here or in the invisible audience, and you've never received salvation, you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, that's what this service is all about, amen, that you can recognize that your pardon has been signed, and you can now go free this evening. You don't have to live as a slave any longer. You don't have to be bound by sin any longer. Why? Because you recognize there has been a pardon sign, and I am receiving that this evening. Brother Branham tells us in proof of his resurrection, he said that's the gospel. The gospel is that, that Christ died in the sinner's place. That Christ taken the sick man's place. Christ taken the sinner's place. Christ taken the worried man's place. Christ taken the maniac's place. Christ took every place and freed us from every affliction and every sin that the devil put us in, the prison house by. Christ came to pardon us freely. Everything goes free. Amen. Oh, I tell you, if you're a worry wart, You've been set free. If you got worries, you've been set free. If you got troubles, you've been set free. If you got sickness, you've been set free. Hey, well, Brother Joe, how come I don't see the results of it? Have you truly accepted it? Amen. 1 Corinthians 6 and 11 says, And such were some of you. But he didn't stop there. He said, But you are washed. You are sanctified. Amen. And you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. We used to be sinners. You know, we say we're sinners saved by grace, and that we are. We thank God for his grace. We sang about it earlier. But, you know, we need to declare, amen, I'm no longer a sinner. I'm a son of God. 
I'm a child of the king. I have been set free. I have been delivered. Amen. I have, I have received my pardon, and I'm no longer a slave to sin. Amen. Colossians 1.15, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, Amen. Verse 18, Colossians 1, 18, it said, And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. And that's what he's desiring tonight is to have preeminence in your life, amen, to lead you and guide you. And the only way he can do that tonight is if you fully accept the pardon and yield yourself to him. And allow him to lead you and guide you and direct you. And if you do that tonight, listen, he's going to have the preeminence this evening. Amen. Hebrews 1 and 6. I, I like to quote a lot of scripture or read a lot of scripture. Some I quote and some I read. But I, I, I believe that when we have our foundation in the word of God... Amen, and I believe the message with all of my heart, and you, I've shared some of that with you and will some more, amen, but I believe that the message came out of the Bible. Amen. Now, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5 tells us, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now, I want you to understand tonight, it wasn't the blood of a Jew. It wasn't the blood of a Greek or a Gentile. It was the blood of God himself. It was a created blood, spotless, sinless. It had no sin in it. Amen. It wasn't... Uh, wasn't uh, designed, amen, by the act of, of sinful uh, lust or sinful act this evening. It was a spoken word, gene cell, blood cell of God that God spoke and planted in the womb of Mary, and it brought forth the Son of God, amen, who knew no sin. He didn't have no sin, Brother Randall. If he was a sinner, amen, and had sin in himself, amen, then you and I have no hope this evening. But because he was sinless, he was spotless, God himself testified when he was there being baptized by John. A voice out of heaven said, Behold, this is my beloved son in whom I am pleased to dwell or well pleased. Amen. God testified this is the perfect sacrifice. His blood, amen, will cover, not just cover, but annihilate the sins of men. You know, whenever... The children of Israel brought their sacrifice. They laid their hands on the head of that sacrifice. And the priest took a knife or a stone or whatever he had and slit the throat. The, the, the worshiper had his hands on it as the blood dripped out of that little lamb's or turtle dove's throat. Amen. And he identified with that lamb. I want you to understand tonight. Amen. I have a lamb that I identify with. And his name, Brother Denny, is Jesus Christ. And his blood was shed for me. And not only, amen, these, these 
his blood that was shed by the priest, amen, for the worshiper there, amen, it only covered their sin, but this lamb that shed his blood for me tonight, it done away with my sin, and it's no longer remembered against me, amen, the record is clean, the record is white, I am as pure as the driven snow tonight, why? Because I have accepted my pardon, I have received, amen, what God has done for me tonight. He has made me free this evening. My Bible said, he whom the Son has made free is free indeed. Amen. Brother Branham tells us in the message, the faith that was once delivered to the saints. He said, if you were sitting in prison, we referred to this. To, set to die, nine o'clock in the morning. They had all your hair shaved off and a big helmet on and your sleeve on the left side rolled up, a big brass band around it over your right leg. A man was standing with the switch in his hand, getting ready to press the button. And, and he, somebody run through the door. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Just in the nick of time. Amen. And he said, I've got a pardon from the governor. That man is just as free. Listen, you hear Brother Manum on the tape. And someone comes before him, and they're not a Christian, Brother Ron. And he asks them, would you like to be a Christian? And they say, yes, I would. He said, all right, sister, or all right, brother. He said, look, he's already called you a brother. It don't take an eternity, Brother Andrew. All you got to do is accept it. When the offer is made, accept it, receive it. How many times do we hear Brother Branham say, just, just lift your hand. Now, that's an act of faith. That shows that you believe it. That shows that you accept it, Sister Anna. Amen. And when you, when you do that, then it, you can just say, if you hold that faith in your heart, it's just as well done as it ever will be. Brother Branham goes on in that quote. He says, and every man and woman here tonight who can recognize that this is the faith that we're preaching, the faith that you believed for years, that was delivered to the saints first, that Jesus came to pardon you and taking you out of your prison cells of sickness and sin. Your pardon is freely signed. Christ signed it with his own blood, for he was wounded for our transgressions. With his stripes we we're healed. He said, you're free. Where does he sign it? The book says so. 2,000 years ago, not one word has ever failed. After 100 billion years, roll on. She will never, still never fail. God once speaks it, he can't take it back. I can speak speak and take it back, so can you, but once he speaks it, it is settled forever. I want you to understand, amen, when he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, amen, those men that crucified him, those standing around, their sins were forgiven just as much as yours is, because he forgave them, whether they accepted it. Whether they walked on in salvation or not, I don't know. Amen. But they were forgiven this evening. Amen. Jesus signed your pardon. He made a way for you this evening. I know this is simple. It's okay. It's the greatest message you'll ever hear if you need it. You know, somebody offered a millionaire a million dollars. He said, well, I don't, don't really need it. I've got plenty. 
you know, it wouldn't do him no good. He didn't accept it. But if you accept salvation, oh, I might it'll change your life tonight. Amen. Romans 5, 6 to 10. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man would some even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Amen. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Oh, don't you realize tonight, amen, he has reconciled us. Oh, my, he has brought us back into a right relationship with him. Amen. And now, amen, through that, amen, we shall be saved by his life this evening evening. Amen. Matthew 3.17 speaks about a voice from heaven. This is my beloved son. We quoted it earlier. In whom I am well pleased. 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen. Oh, I tell you this evening, amen, so many times we look and we, we look at ourselves. Listen, don't look at yourself. That worshiper, he identified with that lamb. He laid his hands on it. Amen. He recognized that that lamb was dying in his place. Amen. But that lamb could not take away his desire to continue to sin. But I'm here to tell you tonight, my lamb, amen, not only did he shed his blood for me, but he took away the desire for sin. Amen. I'm no longer bound by the lustful desires. I'm no longer bound by sin. I'm I'm no longer bound by ideas, amen, that would lead me astray. Thank God I have been set free. Jesus signed my pardon this evening. He became sin who knew no sin. Didn't say he sinned. He became sin who knew no sin, that I might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. First John 4, 10. Herein is love. Not that we love God. Let me just stop there. I wasn't looking for God. I, I, I lived in church practically my whole life. And I had ideas. I had thoughts. I was doing things I shouldn't be doing. I was going down a road I shouldn't be going, Brother Ron. But after Friday night service, Brother Roby Turner preached at the church. After Friday night service, when Dad and the brothers went out to McDonald's, it's all we had back then, to get something to eat, I went home. And I want to tell you something. God was dealing with my heart in that service that Friday night. And you know what I did? I didn't want to accept it. I didn't want to receive it. I held on to the pew, Brother Vernon. But as Dad let me out at the house, I went in my room. You know, Dad was pretty strict. He wouldn't let us listen to just anything, Brother Jim. So I turned on Big Waggy FM, Gospel Station. And I turned it on as I was getting ready for bed. And the next thing I know, I found myself on my knees calling out to God. I'm lost. I'm a sinner. I need salvation. Got up the next morning, went with Dad and my brother-in-law somewhere, and 
Dad was talking about some people that, that repented the night before and got saved when we were baptized. And he said, there's two of them. I said, no, Dad, there's three. He said, well, who's the third one? I said, that's me. Amen, because I had given my heart to the Lord, and I wanted to do it right. I wanted to take the next step. You know, a lot of people, they'll repent, amen, and then they'll sit around and say, well, you know, it'll come after a while. I'm here to tell you tonight, don't wait. If God's dealt with your heart and you've repented, the next step is baptism, taking on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. And when you do that, then you have a promise, amen, that if you'll do that, he will fill you with the Holy Ghost, and that's a seal, amen, that you don't grieve until the day of your redemption this evening. Romans 4.25, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Oh, it's wonderful that he came. It's marvelous that he died. Amen. But the Bible said, amen, he was raised for our justification. Amen. Listen, you, you know, the, the story goes, amen, that they come and carried him away and, and drugged the Roman soldiers or whatever, caused them to go to sleep, and then they took his body away, and it can't be found. They paid the Roman soldiers to tell that story. Amen. But I want you to know something this morning or this evening. Amen. I know he lives. How do I know he lives? Because he lives in my heart. He changed me. He took the desires for the things of the world out of me. He took the desires for sin out of me, and thank God. He put a new desire, amen. And you know what that desire is tonight? I want to see Jesus because he died for me this evening. I want to see and look upon those jasper walls. I want to look upon the streets of gold. But I want to see Jesus, amen, because he's the one that signed my pardon. He's the one tonight, Brother Ernie, that made a way of escape for me. He's the one tonight that delivered me. He's the one that set me free this evening. He rose that I might live also. He lives. He lives tonight. Where? He lives within my heart this evening. 2 Corinthians 4.15. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound unto the glory of God. If we go back to Romans 8.28. All things work together for the good of them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose. God has a purpose this evening. Listen, God created the angels. He created them to serve and to worship. He created the seraphims and the cherubims. He created them, amen, to cry, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, amen, and that's all they know. You know, there's one song that says, we'll join the angels singing amazing grace. The angels don't know nothing about amazing grace. They've never been lost. They've never been in the muck and mire of sin. They don't understand what salvation is all about. They might question, why does our Father, amen, why does our Creator, why did He condescend down and go down and save Andrew Spencer? 
Why did he shed his blood? Amen. For, for him. Amen. And, and pardon him. You know why he did? Because he knew that he placed something in Andrew Spencer before the foundation of the world, that he would come out here and he would sing you happy. Amen. And sing you into an atmosphere of worship tonight and lead you to worship God. And then he would come forth and preach the word of God. And God would come down and deal with your hearts. Amen. And let that seed begin to take root and begin to grow in you. And you would begin to bring forth the light of Jesus Christ. I want you to understand tonight, the devil don't like that. Amen. But God had a purpose this evening, and God's purpose is being fulfilled in Brother Ron, in Brother brother Andrew, Brother William, Brother Nate. Amen. And each one of you this evening, if we yield ourselves to him. You know, it's not our purpose. It's God's purpose we are called according to his purpose and his purpose is that he would be God above his people in creation he would be God with his people in redemption and he would be God in his people in this dispensation in which we live in Amen. And that purpose is that this lost and dying world that you work with and works around you and you, you go to school with and you go to work with and you go to Walmart with and the grocery store with. Amen. They need to see a representation of Almighty God. They may never darken full gospel lighthouse tabernacle up on the hill. They may never sit in the pew where you sit. But your life will be a witness to them. Your life will be a testimony, Brother Gabriel, to all those troopers you work with. Amen. That Your life, Brother Ron, it'll be a witness, and it is, to people around the world. Amen. Showing them that Jesus Christ is alive and well. You know, so many times we have critics, and they try to say all manner of things against us and against what God is doing. But I want you to understand tonight, Jesus had critics too. But it didn't stop him. He just kept right on doing what he was purposed to do. He kept right on doing what God ordained for him to do. And he walked right up to the cross and laid himself down, stretched out his arm, Brother Ernie, and said, no man takes my life. I give it. And as he was hanging there, <gasps> trying to catch his breath, men standing around. He was the son of God. Why don't he save himself? The one cross, one thief on the cross said, if he is the son of God, let him save himself and us. Ridiculed him, criticized him, mocked him. But what did he do? <gasps> oh, there Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, I tell you this evening, I, I don't want to be like the critics tonight. I don't be like, listen, let them say what they want to. 
They're going to talk about me whether, I, whether, whether I'm doing good or whether I'm not doing good. They're going to talk about me if I testify that God's a healer. They're going to talk about me. They're going to talk about you, Brother Ron. If you stand up here and you dance through every service, they're going to talk about you. Oh, he's putting on. He's just showing off. Let me tell you, yes, he's showing off what God can do with a man with four stage four cancer. He's showing what God can do with a sinner saved by grace. He's showing what God's mercy is. He's showing what God's grace is. He's showing the power of a redeeming Savior. He's showing the living God manifesting right in the midst of this people this evening. Criticize. It's all right. We know where we stand. We know what God's doing. I've spent the last few days with Brother Ron and his family, different brothers and sisters that was around, and I've seen some bad days. Brother Ron, is, he's an actor. He loved drama in school. Is that right? He puts on a front so that nobody knows what he goes through, but him, his family, and Jesus. And I want you to understand, if his family don't see it, Jesus does. I know his family does. They recognize, they recognize the deal that he deals with. Is this all right, Brother Ron? I didn't ask you if I could do this, but I believe the Lord put it in my heart to do it, so I'm gonna do it. He gave me liber He gave me liberty. They won't look at him and say he's acting. They say he's not sick. Why would a man spend the money that he's spending to go through all the testing, take all the medication that makes him so sick that he can't hardly function, but yet he still gets up? He's, listen, if I have a little headache and I don't feel like doing something, you know what I do? I think, look what Brother Ron's going through. Look what he's dealing with. My headache ain't nothing. My toe ache ain't nothing. God has placed him among us for a reason. You may think, oh, it's just a, 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 a quirk of nature that he's, that he's going through this. Let me tell you, my Bible said all things cancer, tuberculosis, sugar, High blood pressure. God don't make you sick. He didn't make Job sick either. But he allowed the hand of the enemy to touch him. He allowed the hand of the enemy. Why did he do that? So that he could show in the end God's power to keep and to deliver and to heal and to restore and to make new again and to replenish. Amen. He allowed that to show the world. I am Jehovah Jireh. I am the creator. I am the provider. I am the healer. I am the way maker. I am the deliverer. I am, I am, I am. The devil don't like it, but I do. The devil gets mad, but I'm glad. I preached a message one time, the devil's mad, but I'm glad. 
The devil's mad at a demon destroyer. The devil's upset at a devil caster outer. The devil's mad at a Holy Ghost word preacher. But us Holy Ghost word preachers are happy to put him in his place. Where is his place? It's under our feet tonight. We have been called to be more than conquerors. We have been called to be overcomers in this hour. Amen. And to overcome, that means you have to have a battle. That means you have to have a fight. But thank God, I'm not in this fight alone. I want you to understand, God's got this. God's got this too. I told him at my brother-in-law's funeral last week. I said, if you ever hear that Joe Green has died, don't believe it. And let me just get personal. If you ever hear that Brother Ron has met his reward, died, don't believe it. He can't die. The house that we live in, it may die. But the real me, the real brother Ron, the real brother Andrew, all these other brothers, all of you that have been born again cannot die. Why? Because Christ has died for you. He has signed your pardon. You can now go free. You know, whenever the writer wrote that song, he was just thinking about Maybe a, a freedom from sin, freedom from a, a, a jail sentence. But reality, Brother Andrew, to a real believer, it's freedom from death. We don't have to die. Well, Brother Joe, we've had so many funerals. If they were believers, they just went to sleep. Went to the cemetery with my brother-in-law on Monday. I said, we're not here to bury Brother Dean. We're here to plant him. How many farmers we got in the house? Flower growers, seed planters. When you sisters go or you brothers go, when you plant your corn in the garden or your flower bulbs, you don't expect it to stay there. You expect after a certain period of time, there's a little shoot going to come up out of the ground. And the next thing you know, it's going to put forth some leaves and then some buds. And then there's going to be some beautiful flowers or some corn or some green beans or whatever. Amen. You are expecting a return because you're just planting it. You didn't bury it for it to stay there. Amen. But it's got to rot. It's got to die. But because it does that, it shows that there's life in it and it's going to come forth again. Amen. Let me move on. <clears throat> Brother Randleman said in the message, faith that was once delivered to the saints, as we close this evening, musicians, you can come. And every man or woman in here tonight that can recognize that this is the faith that we are preaching, 
the faith that you believed for years, that was delivered to the saints first, that Jesus come to pardon you and taken you out of your prison cells of sickness and sin, your pardon is freely signed. Christ signed it with his own blood. For he was wounded for our transgressions. With his stripes we were healed. Already done. Past tense. You're free. Where is he signing it? The book says so. 2,000 years ago and not one word has ever failed. And after 100 billion years roll on, she will still never fail. God once breaks it, he can't take it back. I can speak and take it back. So can you. But once he speaks, it's settled forever. Not till the next revival. You know, so many people, they'll come and they'll get a quickie. And they're good till the next revival or the next service. And they'll want to come back and get another quickie. I'm here to tell you, you need more than just a quickie. You need an old-fashioned Holy Ghost birth. You need to be born again of the Spirit of God. You need to be changed from the inside out. And if you ever get that, you know, Brother Dan used to talk about his son, Davy. Davy still doesn't serve the Lord, but Brother Dan had a desire to see him serve God. And Brother Dan always made the statement, he said, if God ever does for Davy what he did for me, I won't have to worry about him anymore. And if you parents sitting here with lost children, backslid children, out of fellowship children, if God ever does for them what he did for you, what, what keeps you coming back service after service after service? There's so many things in this, in this world, Brother Thomas, that are distracting and pulling and drawing and trying to, to get people to leave the message and leave the word and, and all these things. But there's something. There's something down on the inside of you, Brother Randy, that keeps you coming back. And it keeps drawing you. It's like the song says, I feel the pull. And it's pulling me. And it's drawing me to live in a higher plane. This world, listen, they're, they're, they're so in such chaos that they don't know from one day to the next what's going to be and what's going to happen. Listen, we, we can't tell you the fine details, but we know what the Word has taught us and what the prophet has taught us. And what we're seeing is the actual fulfillment of what we've been taught. Amen. It's, it's happening right before our eyes. Listen, I grew up like, like your pastor in this message my dad preached this message up and down when, when Brother Branham came to Spindale, North Carolina, and you can find four services uh, in, in the registry preached in Spindale. My dad was an usher in those meetings. It was dad's pastor that brought Brother Branham to Spindale. And, and, and when, when dad and his brother, Uncle Albert, they traveled up and down the countryside, listened to Alan and Roberts and Cole and Osborne and all the great names. But when dad told me and told it around the world when he heard Brother Branham speak before he even spoke. When he come out the door onto the platform before he even said evening friends. Dad said I found myself just weeping. I found myself in tears at the presence that came with him out of that office. And that wasn't that little Kentucky hillbilly. That was the presence of Almighty God. 
Amen. It came through there, and Dad said, when I got my composure and I looked around, everybody around me was in the same condition because of that presence. And Dad said, I've heard Alan, I've heard Cole, I've heard Roberts, I've heard uh, Theo Jones and all the, the W.V. Grant and all the great preachers. He said, but when I heard this little, little preacher from Kentucky, I knew there was something more. Amen. You, you and I, most of you, how, how many here... You saw Brother Branham. Anybody here saw Brother Branham in person? Nobody in the actual services? Amen. None of us saw him. None of us felt that presence. But we, we have witnesses that have testified and told us that's what it was about. That's, that's how it happened. That's the reality of it. And listen tonight. I'm not believing it because my daddy told me that. I'm not believing it because my daddy taught me about a prophet. Listen, when I was coming up, all I heard, God sent a prophet. God sent a prophet. God sent a prophet. God sent a prophet. Now the service went by that we didn't hear it. God sent a prophet. God sent a message. Amen. And then as time progressed... And the books became available, and the message became in print. The tapes were available. The men of God began to hear what the prophet began to say. And when they began to catch the revelation of what he was saying, listen, it's not just to have a book. It's not just to have a tape. What you got to have is the reality of what was being said right down in here. And that's why I'm here preaching tonight, not because my daddy preached, not because my daddy called me. Listen, my daddy never called me. He never told me as a preacher. He told Brother Ron, amen, and through the discernment told him he's going to be a preacher, told him we was going to make some trips together, amen, and, and different brothers, different young ministers, dad, through that gift that, that he had, he said, you're going to be a preacher of the gospel. You're going to preach the gospel. You're going to preach the gospel. But he never did tell me. I'm glad he didn't, Brother Thomas, because I don't want to be daddy called, Sister Connie. I want to be called of God. And I want you to understand, when I, when I come to the place to recognize, amen, it was a, a calling of God. Let me tell you, amen, I, 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 I understood there's more to it than just playing church. There's more to it than just saying, well, I've been called to preach. There is a commitment. There is, a, there is a, a, a something that you have to, to, have to have to put your nose to the grindstone, as it were, amen, and get serious with God because what I'm doing tonight and what these brothers do when they stand here before you, it's not something to take lightly because your souls rest in our hands and what we tell you. A lot of people want to discredit what we tell you. They want to say, well, it's not true, and I'm trying to quit. They want to say, it's, it, you know, it's, it's just a man-made thing. But I'm here to tell you, I have seen, and you have too, this message works. This message works. Amen. And it's, it's not a fly-by-night message. It's not a message that's up today and down tomorrow. This message is straight Solid, settled, because this message is Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Stand with me tonight. So we bow our, bow our heads in prayer. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. Maybe you're here. And you're straddling the fence. You don't know if this is true. You wonder, maybe have your questions. You're concerned, what, what is it all about? I, 
Maybe you're saying, I've never accepted this free pardon of sin. I've never surrendered my heart to the Lord Jesus. I don't understand it. I don't know what it's all about. But tonight, maybe something was said that would just prick your hearts and cause you to recognize that what He did, He did for you. The salvation that He provided, the pardon that He so freely signed with His own blood was for you. Would you just slip up your hand and say, Brother Joe, it was for me tonight. I've not given my heart to the Lord like I ought to, but I want to tonight. Every head bowed, no eyes looking. This is between you and God. It's not between your neighbor. It's not between me and you. It's between you and God. God knows your heart this evening. Maybe you just want to take another step. Step out of your seat and come up here to the front. And let us pray with you tonight that God would give you that full assurance of that free pardon of sin. Amen. Would you just receive it tonight? It's yours. Jesus has signed the pardon. Would there be another that would want to come? Say, pray for me, Brother Joe. Pray for me, brothers. You talk to him right out of your heart. It's between you and him tonight. He said, call and I will answer. And I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Just submit yourself to him. Heavenly Father, tonight, you see these precious ones, Lord, that have come. You see the ones, Lord, that lifted their hands. Maybe, Lord, they, they're not ready to take that next step. But, God, why would they want to hold back tonight? You have made a way. You have provided, Lord, and you've signed the pardon. May they accept it, Lord Jesus. These ones that have come tonight, Lord, those lifted their hands. God, I pray tonight, Lord, that you would just sweep over them in a supernatural way. God, and let them be able to settle it tonight, Lord. That they wouldn't have to come at the next revival or the next meeting. But God, they can drive their stake down tonight. And they can say, there is where I received it. There is where it was settled. The old account was settled on that Saturday night. June the 18th, 2022. Grant it tonight, Father. Minister to these hearts, we pray. To each one of us tonight, Lord. God, that maybe Satan wars at our mind and tries to make us doubt, tries to make us, Lord, confused over what you've really done in our lives. I ask you tonight, Lord, let it be settled. Let us be able to go forth from this building tonight, Lord, with a renewed vigor and a renewed zeal. And let us declare war on the enemy. 
you have, Lord, and you've called us into this army. Let us go forth in the charge tonight. Grant it, dear Father. We commit the service to your hands. Accomplish what you will tonight, Father, in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus, Brother Andrew, can you help me? Jesus, sign my part. This I surely know. He took my place on Calvary. Now I won't have to go. Gave me 
who's reported? Whose report do you
says I am few His report says I am free His report declares Hallelujah Do you believe his report? Do you believe he signed your pardon? Not just to save you but to heal you, to fill you to sanctify you, to justify you. His report says it. One report. You don't need multiple reports. It's one report. He says you're healed. And by his stripes you're healed. By his spirit you're filled. Do you accept it right now? No matter what you see, no matter what you feel, do you believe it? Do you accept it? For his report says, I am healed. His report says, I am filled. His report says, I am free. Shout, His report says, Satan don't know what to do with somebody that believes this. That somebody believes that they're capable of doing what the Bible says. That's why Paul, Jude says, contend for the faith that was so earnestly given to the saints. This is the faith. A faith of a people that said, I believe it, I accept it, and I move into it. For his report says I am healed. His report says I am filled. His report says I am free. His report declares. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise in the house of God this evening. Hallelujah. I'm no longer a slave to that. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm no longer a slave to circumstances. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. Let's sing that song. Let the glory of the Lord rise amongst us as we prepare to close this service out and, and worship this evening. We're certainly thankful to have Brother Garland Shiflet with us this evening. Amen. We certainly love Brother Garland with all of our hearts. And your, your son has, has certainly turned out, I, I know that you got to enjoy that. He has just turned out to be just a fine song leader and I tell you, Brother Shannon just knows how to set an atmosphere, and he, Brother Shannon loves the Lord, and you can, you can see that expression in his worship, and we're certainly thankful to have him on our team. Also want to make notice that there will be a baptism tomorrow uh, morning after the church service, after the preaching of the word, so if anybody that isn't already on that list or desires to be even a child, if they have that desire upon their heart, the water will be ready for tomorrow after church service. Also, Sister Connie will have a Father's Day gift uh, for the brothers back there in the back. Just see Sister Connie and Brother Alden there, and they will make sure that you, you get those things that you need. If you don't know, tomorrow's Father's Day. And our prophet said that every day should be Mother and Father's Day. And, and we honor our fathers, and we honor our mothers, and this happens to be a day that we recognize our, our fathers, and we're certainly privileged to have brothers of like precious faith here, men that have stood for this message and, 
have stood and are real examples unto the world how to be a real daddy. And I'm certainly thankful for my dad, even though even though Satan may try to throw all kinds of stones at him, I still have a daddy here, and I, I'm certainly honored to stand with him behind this pulpit. As you go this evening, we'll let you be dismissed row by row. Let the glory of the Lord rise amongst us. We'll see you in the morning at 11 a.m. God bless you as you go. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Just let it rise. Let the songs of our Lord rise among us. Let the songs of our Lord rise among us. Let the joy of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Just let it 